0: Good morning for Monday, April 10th, 2017. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page. Lender duped students, lawsuits say. Tillerson halts any thawing of Russia ties and attacks an Egypt undercut promise of security. In today's national headlines for GOP, house race in Georgia blurs identity. We hear the latest from Atlanta. From Caldwell, New Jersey, Trump resistors on a quest to sustain momentum. And it did not stick. The first federal effort to curb abuse by police officers. In today's business headlines, Chinese insurance official faces graft inquiry, WikiLeaks documentary Evolves year after debut, and after decades of investing in AI, Canada tries to reap the benefits. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story, Lender Duke Students, lawsuits say. Reported by Stacy Cowley and Jessica Silver-Greenberg. Ashley Harden dreamed of being a professional photographer. Glamorous shoots, exotic travel... So in 2006, she enrolled in the Brooks Institute of Photography and borrowed more than $150,000 to pay for what the school described as a path into an industry clamoring for its graduates. Brooks was advertised as the most prestigious photography school on the West Coast, Hardin said. I wanted to learn from the best of the best. Hardin did not realize that she'd taken out high-risk private loans in pursuit of a low-paying career. But her lender, SLM Corporation, better known as Sally May, knew all of that, government lawyers say, and made the loans anyway. In recent months, the student loan giant Naviant, which was spun off from Sally May in 2014 and retained nearly all of the company's loan portfolio, has come under fire for aggressive and sloppy loan collection practices, which led to a set of government lawsuits filed in January. But those accusations have overshadowed broader claims detailed in two state lawsuits filed by the Attorneys General in Illinois and Washington that Sally May engaged in predatory lending, extending billions of dollars in private loans to students like Harden that never should have been made. These loans were designed to fail, said Shannon Smith, chief of the Consumer Protection Division at the Washington State Attorney General's office. New details unsealed last month in the state lawsuits against Navient shed light on how Sally May used private subprime loans, some of which it expected to default at rates as high as 92%, as a tool to build its business relationships with colleges and universities across the country. From the outset, the lender knew that many borrowers would be unable to repay, Government lawyers say, but it still made the loans, ensnaring students in debt traps that have dogged them for more than a decade. While these risky loans were a bad deal for students, they were a boon for Sallie Mae. The private loans were, as Sallie Mae itself put it, a baited hook that the lender used to reel in more federally guaranteed loans, according to an internal strategy memo cited in the Illinois lawsuit. The attorneys general in Illinois and Washington, backed by a coalition of those in 27 other states, want those private loans forgiven. In a pair of cases that could affect hundreds of thousands of borrowers, they have sued Navient. The lawsuits cover private, subprime loans made from 2000 to 2009. Today, Hardin is a 33-year-old waitress in Seattle who still owes $149,000 in student loans and pays $1,395 a month, more than her monthly rent, to Naviant. If the attorneys general succeed, a chunk of her debt could be erased. Naviant, which is based in Wilmington, Delaware, has denied any wrongdoing and is fighting the lawsuits. Next on the front page, Tillerson halts any thawing of Russia ties. Reported by David Sanger from Washington. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson taking a hard line against Russia on the eve of his first diplomatic trip to Moscow, calling the country incompetent for allowing Syria to hold on to chemical weapons and accusing Russia of trying to influence elections in Europe using the same methods it employed in the United States. Tillerson's comments made in interviews aired on Sunday were far more critical of the Russian government than any public statements by President Trump, who's been an increasingly lonely voice for better ties with Russia. They seem to reflect Tillerson's expectation, which he has expressed privately to aides and members of Congress, that the American relationship with Russia is already reverting to the norm, one of friction, distrust, and mutual efforts to undermine each other's reach. This was inevitable, said Philip Gordon, who is now at the Council on Foreign Relations. Trump's early Let's Be Friends initiative was incompatible with our interests, and you knew it would end with tears. The Russians' behavior has not changed, Gordon added, and they're using every means they can, cyber, economic arrangements, intimidation, to reinsert themselves around the Middle East and Europe. Tillerson made it clear that he agreed with that view, despite the conclusion of American intelligence agencies, that there was no evidence of Russian interference in last year's election. The meddling undermines any hope of improving relations, Tillerson said on ABC's This Week. Such tough t-